This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan on Wednesday announced over 28,000 domestic cases of COVID-19, yet another record high. With the rising cases showing no sign of slowing, the government is working to relieve the burden on medical facilities and health workers. Drive-through PCR testing stations have been set up as hospitals struggle to keep up with demand. And the government is mulling whether to end the need for a PCR test at all in the coming weeks, meaning those who test positive with a rapid test will be treated as confirmed COVID cases. It comes after authorities announced quarantine for international arrivals will be shortened from 10 days to seven days starting next week. The launch of Taiwan's first domestically produced space rocket was cancelled on Tuesday after it was first postponed due to bad weather. The rocket was set to launch on Wednesday morning for a test of its propellant, navigation and flight control systems. It was hoped to be an important step in Taiwan's push to develop its space industry. But team members from the Advanced Rocket Research Center say that flight control systems had been damaged by wind and rain and the problems could not be repaired on site. They will take the rocket back to the center's headquarters in the northern tech hub of Shinzhou to undergo maintenance. They said the earliest a new launch site could be approved would be the beginning of June. Taiwan is one of the most LGBTQ-friendly places in Asia. This month, it will be three years since a landmark ruling that legalized same-sex marriage here. And to this day, Taiwan is the only country in Asia where it is legal. But activists say the country still has a long way to go for full equality. Human rights lawyer Victoria Xu spoke to our reporter Bing Wang about what Taiwan still needs to do. Taiwan is the Asia's first country to legalize same-sex marriage. So it's a huge progress and uh, yeah, a very great development. But uh, still, there are a lot of uh, things that um, we can be uh, improved in the near future, like to allow same-sex couples to enjoy equal rights uh, to adoption and uh, uh, also for the uh, equal access to uh, the uh, artificial um, technologies to have babies. After the legalization of same-sex marriage, our um, government has issued an administrative interpretation saying that um, according to relevant laws that the marriage should be established uh, according to both parties' national laws. Taiwan is home to over 100 species of reptile, but about 20% of them are threatened. A similar proportion of reptile species are in danger around the world, according to a recent global survey. Eric Gao has the details. They may not be as cute and cuddly as mammals, but reptiles play a vital role in Earth's ecosystem. There are over 10,000 species in the world, but many are now on the brink of extinction. According to a study by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, one in five reptile species are officially endangered. Reptiles represent an, a, a unique evolutionary heritage on the tree of life. And if all of those uh, 
20% of reptiles that are threatened today go extinct, we will lose accumulation of 15 billion years of evolution that's, that's led to these fascinating creatures that we see around us today. The threatened species range from the famous Komodo dragon to this New Zealand native, Tuatara. This lizard-like animal is the last surviving member of its particular evolutionary branch. Species are declining at a rapid rate. Um, some estimates 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times more than the background rate of extinction that normally happens on the planet. So we're at a really critical time um, in our, you know, in Earth's history. Between habitat destruction, hunting, and climate change, humans are the reason so many reptiles are threatened with extinction. But we may also be the solution. If we really put effort into preserving tropical forests and similar habitats, we get a real bang for our buck. We, uh, we may conserve not just the, uh, the birds and other things, but we're conserving reptiles as well. Here in Taiwan, projects are underway to help endangered reptiles, like this new Taipei community that is safeguarding the yellow-margined box turtle. It's efforts like these that can help species on the brink from going extinct. Rick Yi and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. An extinct flower called the Aphrodite orchid is both the inspiration and the name of a joint production between a leading contemporary art team from Japan and three major Taiwanese opera troupes. After a difficult start, the production finally hit the stage last year to an enthusiastic response. Ken Ning has more. The Aphrodite orchid comes to life with some help from a group of opera performers. It's a collaboration between artists from Taiwan and Japan, a piece that's named after an actual flower that once only bloomed on a remote island off Taiwan's southeast coast, Orchid Island. The Aphrodite orchid was widely coveted until human greed caused it to disappear. The Japanese director, Miwa Yanaki, has a deep love for Taiwan and has visited Orchid Island several times. Her sadness over how Taiwanese orchids have been treated inspired this work on how human greed hurts the environment. The production is a special one for Taiwan's three largest Taiwanese opera troupes, Minghua Yuan, Xiuqing, and Chunmei. Aphrodite Orchid was originally set to be performed in Tokyo as the city staged the 2020 Summer Olympics. But the pandemic ended that plan. It finally premiered last year in Kaohsiung, southern Taiwan a night that proved to be bittersweet because the director's mother was critically ill. With this combination of modern art and technology, Aphrodite Orchid is a fresh take on traditional Taiwanese opera and a symbol of friendship between Taiwan and Japan. Now, the production's hoping to take the show on the road overseas to bring the message to an even wider audience. Kamashi and Ken Ning for Taiwan Plus. The World Health Organization says it's received reports of more than 200 cases of probable child hepatitis and is investigating dozens more. So as of uh, May 1st, uh, at least uh, 228 probable cases were reported to WHO from 20 countries. Uh, with over 50 additional cases under investigation. And that cases have been reported from four of our six WHO regions. 
Health authorities around the world are investigating a mysterious increase in severe hepatitis or liver inflammation among young children. In Indonesia, three children have died. Their symptoms included vomiting, jaundice, seizures and loss of consciousness. North Korea's launch comes as China and South Korea's special representatives for Korean Peninsula Affairs met in Seoul. The Chinese envoy, Liu Xiaoming, met with South Korea's No Kyo-duk. They discussed rising tensions on the peninsula and North Korea's nuclear weapons program. Liu said China is committed to playing a positive role, but he said that Pyongyang and Washington hold the key to finding a res resolution. North Korea has carried out a number of missile tests this year, and U.S. and South Korean officials say Pyongyang may be getting ready for its first nuclear test since 2017. Christie's Geneva is set to sell off the biggest white diamond ever put up for auction. The 228-carat pear-shaped diamond called The Rock is roughly the size of a chicken egg. It is expected to fetch 20 to 30 million U.S. dollars. The diamond was mined and polished in South Africa more than two decades ago. Also up for sale is the Red Cross diamond, a huge yellow diamond, first auction for charity during the First World War. It's expected to sell for up to 10 million US dollars. Part of the proceeds will again go to the International Red Cross. North Korea has launched an unidentified projectile toward the sea off its eastern coast. That's according to officials in South Korea and Japan. This would be Pyongyang's 14th major weapons test this year. It comes a week after North Korean leader Kim Jong-un spoke at a military parade, saying he would speed up the development of his country's nuclear forces. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.